Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. And a very, very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, a great joy to be here with you as the Lord blesses us every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. We can come together and gather and share in the joy of our faith, the joy of the gospel on this beautiful November 10th. What a glorious day again today. My goodness, the past four days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and today have just been beautiful. And, uh, you know, it's not going to last, but <laughs> enjoy it while we can. It can't beat it for uh, almost the middle of November here in the East, on the East Coast. But I am happy you're here, my friends. No video today, by the way. So if you're looking for us on YouTube or Facebook, uh, we have no video today. Um, just our audio today. So uh, anyway, so don't go searching for it or think that thinking there's something wrong with your YouTube or your Facebook. Uh, no video uh, today, but we'll we'll get back to it tomorrow. Um, having a blessed day and uh, thanking you for being a part of my day in a crazy, crazy world, right? What's going on out there? Uh, all kinds of stuff, both uh, in our country with all the confusion, in our church, the McCarrick report that came out today uh, that sheds light on that situation. And, uh, I, you know, and as I was, I didn't get a chance to read, I just read a quick synopsis of it. I didn't get a chance to read the whole report. Um, but right in the middle of all of our our political situation here in this country, and then I read uh, again the synopsis of the report. So I really can't make a lot of comment on the report. I, I don't. I don't like to do that without having read it myself. You know, I don't want to base judgment on on someone else's opinion or interpretation. So uh, I never do that. But um, just from everything you know that we're going through right now, the, the confusion, the uh, uncertainty, the uh, accusations of 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 deception and, and all and and I mean to the point where people are actually signing uh, affidavits under oath uh, on on reports of, of deception in in our voting process um, you just see the devil's hand in all of this right because there is such deceit there is such chaos and confusion so let's first pray and then we'll talk a little bit more about that I guess and and Holy Father, over the weekend, uh, in his um, Angelus message, uh, was talking about our definitive appointment with God, <laughs> which we're all going to have one day, um, and have to give an account for our truth or lack thereof. Uh, but let's pray. We're still praying for our country. Um, you know, I, I know I, I would I would imagine the majority of our audience here leans a particular way politically. <laughs> um, and again, we've never, ever officially supported or promoted any candidate uh, for any office. Um, 
But we just see the—I I was listening to, to uh, Jeanette Bankovic this morning on, on her program. I'm sorry, Jeanette Williams on her program this morning um, where she was talking, uh, and I just heard, heard a brief comment. I was here in the studio getting some work done. Of course, it's always on the speakers here in the studio. And she was talking about, uh, you know, how one particular party platform was more in line with church teaching than the other. And we've talked about that. We talked about, you know, I shared both uh, political party platforms with you on those non-negotiable issues a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, you try to stay out of politics and the political side of things. But as members of the church, you know, we, we, we just want to always stay on the side of of truth and, and charity and justice. And anyway, let's first pray. That's why we're praying for our country, because we're still in, a, in an upheaval situation. Um, obviously, um, there is a lot of discussion about who the actual victor is in the uh, presidential election. Um, so we just, just let's just pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, our Father in heaven who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son who chose Mary as your mother, in union with Mary we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of the nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the, through the intercession of our mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our mother, patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. And we'll pray our prayers to St. Michael and also the beautiful ancient uh, Subtum Presidium prayer. We fly to thy protection prayer uh, to our Blessed Mother. Holy Father Pope Francis asked us uh, over two years ago to pray these prayers with the specific intention to protect our church from the attacks of the devil. And we've added to, to protect our church, our, our country, from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions. I'm sorry. Do not despise our petitions 
I've lost my place. I should know it by heart. <laughs> Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers. O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, my friends, I thank you for praying, and always a joy to pray together. And boy, oh boy, so many prayers being raised up and have been raised over these past number of months leading up to the election. Some people say, Lord, we prayed so hard, <laughs> we didn't probably get the answer that we were praying for in most cases. Still haven't gotten a definitive answer uh, uh, legally. <laughs> um, what's happening? But, you know, we, we have to really just believe and know that the Lord is in charge. Jesus is still Lord over all. You know, and, and God reigns in heaven. And even though here on earth, everything seems to be up in the air and, and people are, are fearful of what's going to happen next, why didn't I get the answer to my prayer that I prayed for, all the rosaries that were prayed, all the... But, you know, it, it, it's still, there's still nothing legally definitive I mean, that's not a political statement. That's a fact. You know, the, the, you, you know, the conversation out there is, is the media and what the media has done is doing. Um, you know, and I know, having worked in media for so many years, the power of what media can do. You know, I was, I was pondering this last night. You know, we're, we're, we're going to have our radiothon December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. We didn't have it in the spring. Obviously, it was right in the thick of the pandemic. People had m many other things on their mind, uh, all of our family of listeners. So we said, let's postpone it. Of course, that did put us in a, a financial bind because we do count on our spring radiothon to fund 40 to 45 percent of our annual operating budget for the remainder of the spring, all of summer and into the fall leading up to the Christmas uh, fundraiser the newsletter that, that'll be going out shortly, by the way. Um, but we knew that God would provide, and God has taken care of us. We, we've, we certainly have um, found ourselves, uh, you know, in, in financial straits <laughs> because we didn't have those funds uh, from which to draw, as we usually do each year. But we're going to have the Radiothon December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, and, and we'll be talking a little bit more about that later on. Um but I was in prayer this morning in our beautiful little chapel before the tabernacle, praying about where we're going, you know, beyond this year. We have four wonderful radio stations here in New Jersey that cover good parts of New Jersey now, Pennsylvania. By the way, if you are a listener to 1260 AM, and we know we have many, many listeners who do listen to our flagship station, our, our major AM station, 1260 uh, our new transmitter is completely installed and running at full power, so you should be noticing quite a difference. And uh, if you have friends in some of our, what had been fringe areas of that listing area in, in Burlington County and to parts of Montgomery and Bucks County, 
uh, northern Hunterdon County, even parts of uh, Somerset County, perhaps uh, northeast Philadelphia, have them check the signal because um, we're up and running, and uh, it is a powerhouse. The transmitter is brand new, uh, a brand new processor that really strengthened our signal, our 1260 AM signal. So we're thankful to God for that. The, the problem with AM, of course, as you know, those of you who listen to AM, our AM station, is that we have to reduce power. We cut it in half at sunset. So obviously we're at the time of year now, November, December, January, where we're cutting off to, to uh, half power. Uh, I think right now, I, th- I think it's 445, and I believe in December we go down to 430 in the afternoon that we cut to half power. So that's going to reduce that. But um, anyway, I was pondering all of this. Those wonderful radio stations that we have uh, that we're so thankful to Almighty God for um, – and with all the other platforms that we have, our audio platforms, you know, having, of course, the streaming audio, a, a wonderful mobile app that allows anyone around the world to listen and even watch now because we do come to you live on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, not currently. We're not doing it today, but normally on our live uh, local programs, we, we do Facebook and YouTube. And where we're going from here. And I got to tell you, I've I've had a lot of of in my prayer a lot of um, proddings, promptings uh, from the Holy Spirit to go into an additional direction. I can't really get into the details right now, um, but we have to because we are media, you know, and we are Catholic media. And uh, it used to be in the old days when, as we did when we began, and just having the radio stations, you you were able to. Uh, play on a particular playing field, you know, as a 5,000-watt AM station in Trenton, New Jersey, we couldn't compete with a a 50,000-watt station out of New York. But now, with all of the audio platforms that are are available, we're on streaming audio. You can listen to us on your mobile app. You can listen to us on the Amazon Alexa devices, the Google Home devices, and puts us on an even playing field with these other media outlets. Our YouTube channel is on the same playing field as any other streaming video service. And we, we need to expand there, even. Because we need Catholic media. You know, you're seeing and hearing about all the secular media, what's going on out there. The how they can and social media, you know, of course, we're on the social media platforms. We're on Facebook. We're, we're on Twitter, although we don't I don't use it that much. But Facebook, certainly and our homepage. Um, and, and we have to the church has to have a presence there. We have to be right there to balance out what's being presented on the media in truth. That And this is to me is so important to just be a media outlet, a broadcast outlet that broadcasts truth. Of course, here as a Catholic station, as a Catholic media outlet, we broadcast truth with a capital T. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But also to be able to just bring the light of the gospel, to to open up the hearts and minds and the eyes and the ears of our listeners and our viewers to that truth that will make them free. 
You know, we talked about it before the election. We talked about forming a, 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 a well-formed Catholic conscience, having and acting on a well-formed Catholic conscience, a, a conscience that has been enlightened with truth. And it's, it's just so important for me personally, but domestic church media overall to be able to be somewhere to go for truth without a spin, without a cover-up, you know, and that's why, like I said, I didn't read the the entire McCarrick report that was released today by by the Vatican. I just read a synopsis of it, headlines basically. So I don't feel, and I don't have a right to make any kind of comment on it in any particular part of it. Uh, without having read it. I mean, I, I don't, I can't do that. From the, what I read, you know, it, it obviously is disturbing. It is disturbing, the, 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 the report. I'm reading from the, the Catholic News Agency, which I trust because it is an arm of EWTN. Um, and it's, it's very disheartening for Catholics to read this type of information about our mother, the church. But it shouldn't, it shouldn't ever shake the faith of our people because we know that Jesus is still in control. Jesus is Lord. And we know that God reigns in heaven. And we know that even here in our political climate in our country right now, as confusing as things are, as chaotic as they seem, we're seeing still enormous uh, sides being taken in the battle that's being uh, waged in our political uh, situation right now. But, and although as citizens of this country, we have obviously rights and duties, but we also know that ultimately we are citizens of heaven, and we're just passing through here. And so I want to promise you, our family, our domestic church media family of listeners and viewers, that for as long as the Lord allows me to sit in this position of steward over the apostolate, that I will ensure that we only bring you what is true. We only bring you what you need to hear, what you need to know in order to help you on this journey through this world, through this life, because our life will, in this world will eventually come to an end as we enter in and trans, into and transition into eternal life. Our responsibility here as this Catholic media outlet is to give you what you need to know to get you through this life and into the arms of our Father in heaven. That's the bottom line in all of this. That's why we don't get political. That's why we don't have particular spins, uh, secular spins on things. And This is why what we, what we give you is what the Lord wants you to know, what the Lord revealed to his church and what our church has faithfully taught for 2,000 years. That's why we need this type of media. That's why we need 
domestic church media on our radio stations, on our, uh, our any of the platforms we're using. That's why I feel have been feeling enormous promptings over the past couple of months, number of months actually, that we have to even do more. And there's more we can do to reach even more people where they are so they can hear this truth, the truth that will make them free, the truth with a capital T. That's our responsibility. Now, let me share with you what Holy Father taught over the weekend. You know, our gospel was we don't know the day or the hour, right? Well, Holy Father on Sunday said that it's important not to forget that at the end of one's life, there will be a definitive appointment with God. You wonder if all these people out there who are the sources of of lies and deceptions ever think about this. (laughs) There will be a definitive appointment with God, and every single one of us is going to have it. Pope Francis said, if we want to be ready for the final encounter with the Lord, we must cooperate with him now and perform good deeds inspired by his love. Of course, then he reflected on the, uh, the gospel. Being wise and prudent means not waiting until the last moment to correspond to God's grace, but to do so actively and immediately, starting right now. You know, we don't think about that. I suppose the older we get, the closer to that moment we get, we begin to think about it. You know, there's that wonderful quote that I have in my, I have a little home studio down in my basement at home, which I really don't use anymore. But when we first began, I used to use it a lot because this uh, facility uh, here in Ewing was not um, really ready for <laughs> for um, live broadcast. We have to, but I would I would broadcast from home, and I have a little quote there uh, at my uh, desk there in my studio that I saw when I was at Cabrini College a few years prior to that. Cabrini College over here in in the Philadelphia area has a lovely little chapel, and in the chapel inscribed on the, uh, uh, around the perimeter of the the ceiling is a quote by Mother Cabrini that when we find ourselves on the brink of eternity, how then shall we desire to have spent the years of our life. We may not be thinking about it right now, but Mother Cabrini made us think about when we find ourselves on the brink of eternity. We're on our deathbed. (laughs) How will we then desire to have spent the time we had in this world? You see, the time is now. And that's what Holy Father is saying, that being wise and prudent means not waiting until that last moment to correspond to God's grace, but to do so actively and immediately starting right now. In whatever way, whatever opportunity you have at the present moment, 
we wake up every day, you know, as we get older, it takes a little longer perhaps to get, to get out of bed and, and get going. It used to be the old days, just jump right up, Gary, go, and you're on your way. Well, I'm finding as you get older, it's like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> we take this slow because not everything is uh, working properly. But what lies ahead? Is this going to be the last day we spend on Earth? We don't know the day or the hour. You know, I think of anytime I see uh, you driving, uh, I don't think this is a morbid way of looking at things, but, I, you know, if I'm driving and I have a regular route that I take here to the radio station from my home and I have to go on a Route 1 and, and uh, you know, Route 1 uh, in morning traffic isn't always the most pleasant trip to take because people are in a hurry trying to get to work and driving uh, maybe a little more reckless than they normally would. And unfortunately, at times, you know, there there are accidents. And you pass an accident, traffic stops, you pass, you see the ambulance, the cop cars. And I think to myself, first of all, I like to say a little, throw a little ave over the scene. But then think to myself, that person, whoever he or she is, being taken away in a stretcher, got up that morning, like any other morning, went through the same routine and had no idea that they would end up in a situation like that. We just don't know. So being wise and prudent, Pope Francis reminded us, is not waiting until that last moment to correspond to God's grace, but to do so Actively, immediately, starting right now, he said, at the moment. And reflecting on the gospel from Sunday, chapter 25 of uh, uh, Matthew's gospel, in which Jesus tells a parable of ten virgins invited to a wedding feast. The Holy Father said that in the parable, the wedding feast is a symbol of the kingdom of heaven. And that at Jesus' time, it was customary for weddings to be celebrated at night which is why the virgins needed to remember to bring oil for their lamps. It's clear, Pope Francis said, that with this parable, Jesus wants to tell us that we must be prepared for his coming, not only his final coming, but also for the everyday encounters, great and small, with a view to that encounter for which the lamp of faith is not enough. We also need the oil of charity, the good works, As the Apostle Paul says, the faith that truly unites us to Jesus is faith working through love. And every day, my brothers and sisters, we have these opportunities before us. Do we run away from them? Do we ignore them? Do we try to avoid them? Or do we allow ourselves to correspond with God's grace at that moment for what we know is the good and right thing to do in whatever the situation might be. The Holy Father said that people, unfortunately, often forget the purpose of our lives, that is, the definitive appointment with God, and thus lose a sense of expectation and make the present absolute. When one makes the present absolute, he or she looks only to the present, losing the sense of expectation which is so good and so necessary. To me, see, this is why I love the season of Advent. I mean, Christmas is beautiful. I love Christmas. I love Easter. 
Lent is a good journey. But there's something about Advent for me personally that in my adult faith journey became almost the, the, the most prominent liturgical season for me because it was that, that season that prepared us not just to celebrate the birth of Jesus at Christmas, but to really look into Advent and say, this season also is here to prepare me for the Lord's second coming. Prepare me to meet him. What will it be like? Did you ever think about that? I'm sure a lot of people, most of us do, think about what is that going to be like? We've all uh, had to say goodbye to family members, friends, loved ones who, who have passed on. We know by our faith that they are very much alive, that only their their physical body became lifeless, but their soul, the, who they are, the, the soul that was infused in that body at the moment of con- conception by Almighty God, lives on forever, and we will see them again. But what did they have to go through to get there? What will we have to go through to get there? We spoke on Friday, if you were with us, uh, Cheryl, maybe we spoke with our friend Susan Tassoni, the purgatory lady, talking all about purgatory, where probably most of us will have to go on the way to heaven to be purified, to be purged of those remnants of sin in our life. But with the full knowledge that being there means we're going to eventually be with God, we know for sure to be with our Heavenly Father for all eternity. We just have to go through this little this little rest stop along the way. <laughs> but all of this, my brothers and sisters, I, I think, and, and maybe when we come back from break, I want to finish this because it, it, it's that important that we have this definitive appointment with God at the end of our lives, and we're all going to go through it. The Holy Father was teaching that on Sunday. So let me take a break. When I come back, we'll go back to Pope Francis and his teaching from Sunday. Don't go away. out more about parish events and devotions, prayer group and school activities in your area, then check out the Catholic Community Bulletin Board on our website. You'll find up-to-date information about events happening throughout our listening area. Go to domesticchurchmedia.org slash Catholic Bulletin Board. If you have an event you'd like us to promote, you can post it there as well. Go to domesticchurchmedia.org slash Catholic Bulletin Board.
Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, Go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your Internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. I don't know if news is news anymore. Do you think it is? When you hear that they're going to clone a human being, you know, it's hard enough to put up with some people, let alone two of them. (laughs) (laughs) We seem to glorify sin, grievous sin these days, you see. But we say that the sin is worth it to do good. Now, that doesn't make any sense, does it? The abortion clinics sell the little fetus six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a piece. First we murder the child and then we sell it. For what? Oh, but it's going to cure an old woman. Well, you just killed a young one. True love is the best gift of all. Bye now. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. From Ambler to Avon by the Sea, Burlington to Bradley Beach, from Yardley to Yardville, Bryn Athen to Brielle, Nishanik Station to Normandy Beach, Princeton to Pendell, proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back. Another, oh, 25 minutes or so of uh, this program. Uh, Happy to be here with you on this lovely, beautiful, really very, very beautiful uh, November 10th. Uh, Doesn't feel like November, but boy, oh boy. Uh, You welcome the spring-like weather. (laughs) Um, And I was looking, I was in my office earlier getting some work done, looking out my window, and all of a sudden in the field here outside my window, and there were two turkeys going by. <laughs> I don't know where they came from. I mean, 
They were just turkeys. <laughs> Those wild turkeys. And uh, I guess they don't know it's Thanksgiving. A couple weeks. Uh, so let's see. Oh, let, let's talk before we get back to the Holy Father's uh, teaching on Sunday. Again, just want to remind you to ask you please to open your hearts in prayer and pray uh, for us. You know, as I've said, and as I said a little earlier, we didn't have our radiothon last spring, uh, but we have to have it because we do need support. <laughs> the radiothon has been so success uh, so successful the past number of years, and so we have to have it, and we're going to have it December second third and fourth just about a month from now december 2nd 3rd and 4th and uh, we're going to count on you my friends we're going to do it the same way we've always done it bruce will be here with me behind the mic cheryl will be here uh, as well um and uh, just from 7 a.m in the morning till 7 p.m at night for three days coming in and out of our regular programming okay it's not going to be uh we're not going to preempt everything for three days we're going to your your favorite programs will still be on but we're going to come in and out uh, with goals and, and uh, good news, we hope, and we're sure uh, uh, people will be responding. You know, the, the, the COVID situation, the unemployment situation, we know has had an effect on people's giving, but we have to come to you. Uh, and as I said, like maybe last week, you know, I wish I had a million-dollar endowment somewhere that I could dip into when I need it. I don't have that. We just live from hand to mouth, as my mom used to say. And uh, so we're opening our hands to you, November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, to ask you please to prayerfully consider being generous at the end of end of this year, Christmas time. Uh, we know many of you, um, you know, your financial advisors do advise you to make uh, substantial ge- uh, charitable donations at the end of the year. We're asking you please to prayerfully consider making Domestic Church Media a recipient of that generosity. Um, you know, we take gifts of stocks. <laughs> we'll take gifts of, of property. We'll take gifts of anything you want to give, we'll take to help us in this mission. You know, we 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 work. I, I got to tell you, you know, I was sitting today. We were getting our newsletter going to be going out in, in a couple of weeks, our end-of-year newsletter, our little grazia. Uh, that we're going to be sending out. And, um, you know, we have wonderful volunteers. Emily Italia, who's our volunteer graphic person every year, is so faithful and, and good about getting this done for us. Um, but it costs even money to get the newsletter out. It costs, uh, you know, we, we're going to be sending close to 7,000 of these newsletters out. That costs to get the print printing done and, and envelopes stuffed and mailed and uh, the old days, you know, I remember when our mailing list was maybe less than a thousand. <laughs> I'd be sitting back here, and Cheryl and I, with envelopes and and you know putting. But we can't; it's too big to do by ourselves. We have to have, have to go through a, a company to do that. That costs money. We have this brand new transmitter because last June the Direco storm came through and destroyed our. Transmitter, previous transmitter, it was 30 years old. Uh, and um, the insurance company, because they considered it an act of God, as we did, because we have a beautiful brand new 10,000 watt, I'm sorry, beautiful 6,000 watt transmitter out there now, brand new, fully installed and operating at full power right now at 1260 a.m. Um, 
but they because of depreciation of the old one, they only covered about three quarters of the total cost. So we we still need to pay them eleven thousand dollars, <laughs> which we we don't have right now. But that's you know that's our that's our cost. So you know all these things that add up and have added up over the past year. December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, we're going to have our Radiothon. I'm asking you now to please pray. And we're going to, it's not set up yet. I'm still working on this. I mean, basically because we're, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm not really not whining. But <laughs> I do do everything here. So uh, trying to get it all done. Um, but we normally, during a normal year, we would have many people here in the building, and we'd have many people across the hallway from our studio here in our beautiful little chapel praying before the Blessed Sacrament. Well, we can't do that this year um, because of the small space, et cetera. So we're going to and put it on our website and other ways you can do this to sign up to pray for us during those three days at certain hours. If you can get to an adoration chapel, if you can get to your church and for the tabernacle or just offer rosaries during those three days, lots and lots and lots and lots of prayer. So we'll give you that opportunity to, do, to sign up for that and pledge prayer during the Radiothon that we will receive the financial support that we need. And we need to make up a lot of ground for this year because we fell short. We were falling short uh, $9,000 a month sometimes. Oh, So we need this apostolate. We need these radio stations. We need these broadcasts to counter the lies that are out there through secular media so many times in so many cases, and to give our family what you need to know. The beautiful Bishop Sheen quote, love it. If you want people to remain the same, tell them what they want to hear. If you want people to change Tell them what they need to know. And my goodness, we're all in need of change, that being in need of ongoing conversion. And so we want to be a resource for you to bring to you what you need to know in the course of that conversion to see you enter the gates of heaven into the arms of Almighty God. That's why we do what we do. And that's why we need you to help us by your support. So December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, our Radiothon 2020. Pray about it now. Talk to your your spouse, your family. What can we do? Maybe you have a little nest egg somewhere that you've been waiting to, to dip into, to, to give to a charity of your choice, a favorite charity. Maybe you're having a little windfall somehow this year. Uh, maybe your stocks have gone up, your portfolio has increased. And to those of you, like most of us who who can can only afford, you know, the the ten or the fifteen or the twenty five dollar gifts, these are enormous gifts to us. They may seem little to you, but they're enormous to us because every dollar counts. Every dollar goes toward allowing us to open these airwaves to the voice of the church at a time when. Mother Church needs to be uh, uh, broadcast to as many people as possible in the teachings of our Jesus Christ through the church. So mark your calendar, pray about it. We need you December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And we'll pray for the best Radiothon yet.
How about that? Let's go back to uh, Pope Francis. This is something I think is so important. Again, talking about that definitive appointment that we all have with God at the end of our time in this world. You know, the beautiful thing about the, the these last couple of Sundays before we reach the Feast of Christ the King on, on the 22nd of this month this year is that we're hearing a lot about the end, which we know isn't the end. It's just the beginning. We say in this world... Someone passes away, someone dies, but we know by our faith that soul is born at that moment. Not, die, not dead, not dying, but born into eternal life. And no one is exempt. Holy Father Pope Francis over the weekend reminded us that at the end of our time on this earth, each one of us has a definitive appointment with God. He said, if we are vigilant and correspond to God's grace by doing good, we can serenely await the bridegroom's coming. The Lord will be able to come even while we are sleeping. This will not worry us because we have the reserve of oil accumulated through our daily good works, accumulated with that expectation of the Lord that he may come as soon as possible and that he may come to take us with him. You know, we pray to St. Joseph, don't we, for a, a happy death. Why do we do that? Well, think about the death that St. Joseph experienced. You know, they say, of course, there's no, where is it written in Scripture, but you think about a normal family situation where St. Joseph most likely died of old age, and there at his deathbed on one side, was the Blessed Mother, and on the other side was the Lord Jesus. Well, don't we all want that? So we pray to St. Joseph that we have that happy death and that in our transition from this life and our birth into eternal life will be one, talk about a smooth transition, <laughs> right? Not to refer to the political situation, but a smooth transition from this life into the next. Yeah, we may have to stop in purgatory for a little bit, but you know what? If we stop there, it means there's only one way that elevator's going. That's the top floor, so nothing to worry about. But the things that we do in this life every day, the opportunities we have to do good to live a good life. What does that mean? You know, I, I, we, we had yesterday was such a beautiful day. And we had the opportunity, Cheryl and I, we, to spend a little time with our, our three grandchildren. Um, we're still masked and, 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 you know, we're being very careful and cautious because uh, the baby's only a month old. And so it was such a nice day. We all met yesterday up at the, uh, those of you who are familiar with it, is uh, in Johnson Park in New Brunswick. They have a little little zoo area. And there, there's pigs and goats and rams and an alpaca. And, uh, you know, so my son and daughter, my son is, uh, he's on paternity leave. They didn't have that when I was working, but he gets, he gets a pretty nice paternity leave. So 
they met us there, and you know, sure, and I, I had our masks on, and it's just so nice to see these beautiful little children. And I was thinking about even watching my son and my daughter-in-law, you know, in how they care for these little ones. And those of us who are parents, you know, that a good part of, you know, for when you ha- after your first child and until, you know, you're, however many you have, those years, you know, 20 years, 20-some years, are spent completely focused on raising these children every day, doing good, raising them to be good holy people and what what a, what an effort that is to know you're 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 raising these god has entrusted these beautiful children to you and you're called then to raise them so they one day will return to him you know that, 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 that as a parent you know we go through these things and i think there's just opportunity every day to do good <laughs> Trying, yes, yes, trying. But and then even later on, I think, you know, as as our, our parents get older, you know, and we we're called then to care for them, we can be doing good things for them and others. But beyond even family, you know, in our daily lives, how many individuals do we come into contact with in the course of our day that need when I say need a smile, <laughs> take your mask off, you can smile. <laughs> and they'd see it. Or need a kind word, or need a hug, or need a pat on the back, or need a, a, a word of encouragement, or just an ear to listen, or a shoulder to lean on. These are opportunities for good works. doesn't always have to be the big things, you know, just the little things along the way. Maybe there's an opportunity for someone listening now. You want to do a big thing? <laughs> want, to write a, want, to, want to write a big check? Help this apostolate, that'd be a nice, good work to do if you can do it. But really, in most of our lives, it's these little things along the way, these accumulated good works that we have, that even we may not even, not even think about uh, being necessarily, you know, well, nothing really wasn't anything. I just did what I had to do. I'm, you know, I, I remember one time I was driving with my, my dad. When I, when I went to college and I went to Seton Hall, uh, for my four years, the first two years, and I commuted, but the first two years, I would drive up there. We lived in the in the New Brunswick area, and we would drive up to South Orange. I'd drive with my dad because he worked in, in Bloomfield, so he would dri- we'd drive up together, and I worked out my schedule, so it was maybe three days a week and full days of those three days. And uh, I'd he'd we'd go up the Parkway, exit 144, he'd get off. He'd drop me off there where I would get the bus that would go down South Orange Avenue to the university. He'd continue to Bloomfield, do his job all day, and come back and pick me up on the way home <laughs> for the first two years. Then I, I think then I began to drive myself. But, you know, when you're 18, 19 years old and having conversations with your father, sometimes and when you did talk, <laughs> it wasn't always, uh, you know, there might be some conflict there every now and then. I didn't like college. I just wasn't very studious. I just didn't like – I loved high school, maybe because, because it was a smaller environment. I had a little more control over it. College, I, you know, I have to – I just I – and because I was a commuter, I, I didn't I – just, I just didn't really care for it. I, I did it for four years. I got average grades and got a degree in broadcasting, so there you go. It worked. But I remember my, my first – 
year or two, I, I really wanted to just be a singer. I just wanted to be, go out and sing in clubs. That was my uh, – I, I just wanted to be, you know, be a saloon singer. That's what I wanted to be. <laughs> I remember having discussions with my father along the way on, on these drives sometimes, you know. And I, I remember one time, though, I said to my – my father was a chemist by trade. He, 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 he went to Fordham University, you know, got a four-year degree, went into the Navy. He was a, a commander in the Navy of a landing craft, you know, for three years during the war. And then after the war, it was a, a part of the, uh, uh, um, what do they call it, the uh, occupation force and uh, professional. And then got married and had five children and got a job as a chemist. And I remember, you know, driving with him he was going to drop me off at school, and he was going to move on. And I, I was saying how I was 19. I, I had a lot of choices now. I could, you know, I'm going to college, but I really want to be a singer, and I don't want to do something for the rest of my life that, you know, I don't like. I, I really want to do something that I, I and I have the chance now to to make that happen. And I said to my father, now again, Mary, he's married with five children, and I said, well, do you do you, do you like what you do? And he said, No, I don't. <laughs> He said, but a man's got to do what he's got to do. I have a wife and five children. I have to do what I have to do to provide for them. And I thought that was true. Very honest, first of all. And I, I would think, I thought to myself, why would anybody do that? But I, I see it now. Of course, once I got married and started raising my own children, I, you realize. But that's that's part of doing these lifelong good deeds. I'm doing this. I'm living this life because this is the life that I have and this is my responsibility and this is what I have to do to to provide for my family. You know, and we all have these options and choices along the way. And this is what the Holy Father is saying. That we correspond to God's grace. And whatever situation God puts us in, wherever he has us, you know, the old, back in the 60s, what was the cliche, that one of the little catchphrases from the 1960s, you know, grow where you are planted. God allows us to be where we are, and sometimes we make good, real good choices, sometimes we don't make such good choices, but God is always with us and allows us to be in the situation we're in to know him, love him, and serve him in this life, whatever way that might be, whatever vocation that is, whatever situation that might be, to know God, to love God, to serve God in this life so that we can be happy with him forever in the next. And the Lord, one day, we will see face to face. It's going to happen. We don't know the day, or the hour. We don't know how it's going to happen. We don't know when it's going to happen. You know, I do remember Father Groeschel one time, God rest his soul, say that people who are diagnosed with a terminal illness should look at that as a great blessing because they, more than anybody else, do have an idea of the day or the hour and can readily prepare for it. which is true. Someone is diagnosed with a terminal illness and he or she is given only a certain amount of time to live. They know 
pretty much have an idea, a general idea of when their end is, when that definitive meeting with the Lord will be. It's in their appointment book. Those of us who are living day in, day out, day by day, we don't know. We have to be ready. That's the point of this parable from the Lord on Sunday. That's the point of this teaching from Holy Father on Sunday. We have to be ready. We want to be ready. We don't want to be caught, caught short. And the opportunities the Lord gives us day by day, those opportunities allow us to know God, love God, serve God, and to love and serve each other. Little deeds of, of, of charity and kindness, good works, living out our vocation, whatever that might be, faithfully, with joy. Now, I was... I think I shared with you almost about four four and a half weeks ago. I had I really aggravated my sciatica, and it hadn't been bothering me for a couple of years. But boy, this one day it was on a Friday morning, and boom, something snapped. <laughs> and I've been seeing a, a chiropractor, and oh, I wake up in the morning sometimes it just everything aches, and oh, and I think Lord, oh, you know. But then I say, you know what? I'm going to offer this up. I'm going to offer this up for the Radiothon, <laughs> and other intentions, of course. And you almost say, okay, well, there'll come a time when even all that will be gone because one day we will meet the Lord face to face. We will have that definitive appointment with him and hopefully and prayerfully be with him for all eternity, and that's going to be it for us forever with great joy and great hope. Okay, i got to go. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Sorry, no video today in case you were looking for it, but uh, we'll have it for you tomorrow. Um, have a great rest of your night. I guess it's dark out now, right? <laughs> sunset. <laughs> sunset already. I don't have any windows here in the studio, but I know it's going to be dark when I leave. But anyway, enjoy the day. God bless you all. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you and God love you. Fire.